Warning. The following contains massive spoilers for the designated series. Listener discretion is advised. You're listening to the Television Archive, a show where we, the television-loving hordes of the internet, take a deep dive into what used to be in our beloved medium. My name is Thomas Michael Clark, and this is Mr. Robot. Titled, 402 Payment Required. Uh, Okay, bunch of stuff going on in this episode. Lots to talk about here. First and foremost, so this episode opens with a really phenomenal, like, start of the Price-Elliot team-up. As we saw in the end of the last episode, uh, Price showed up at Elliot's apartment after... uh, causing him to OD on heroin and then reviving him. (laughs) He has a weird way of striking up partnerships. Uh, But the two of them are now in all-safe HQ. And Price basically gives a massive exposition dump to Elliot about what's really going on behind the scenes. The true power behind E-Corp and the Deus group. White Rose is true collective. Did I say E-Corp and the Deus group? I meant E-Corp and the Dark Army. Uh, the true power between E-Corp and the Dark Army. The Deus group. And he gives an entire history of it. Uh, Minister Zhang, who we know has as White Rose, basically in the winding down of the Cold War decided, hey, there's a power vacuum here. I can step in and literally control the world. So he like started this investment group like of world leaders and moguls and all that. Created E-Corp as a front for everything. And is basically responsible for every major world event in the last several decades. Everything from the first Gulf War, to Iraq, to the internet. And every product that Ecore pushes is now, like, that's a new way for the Deus Group to control everyone and everything. 
But then, as time went on, White Rose, aka Zhang, got more and more and more and more power within the Deus Group, and eventually everyone else in the Deus Group started to realize, wait a minute, we're not working with this dude, we're working for him, and that project that we belittled for years underneath the Washington Township plant is actually the sole focus of everything. And we go after, the, like, we're done with this exposition dump. We finish that up. And then Price basically tells Elliot, you know, this, this heist you're planning on Cyprus National Bank. It's impossible. It can't be done. And Elliot keeps saying, no, it can. What if we do this? What if we do this? What if we do this? Uh, Price gives Elliot his contact for Cypress National Bank, Susan Jacobs. Remember her? Well, because, of course, Darlene murdered her, she's been missing for months, and because it's pretty much common knowledge at this point that Price's days at E-Corp are numbered, he hasn't been given a new contact. So, the key to doing this heist at Cyprus kind of evaporated away at this point. And Price basically tells Elliot, like, even if you can do this, even if you can pull off the National Bank thing, even if you can get the access... There's a bunch of redundancies in place. Two-factor authentication and all of that. Uh, You'd have to have everyone in the same room. You'd have to have all their phone numbers, which, by the way, their phone numbers change a lot, most of them anyway. Like, it's just impossible. Like, unless the entire Deus group meets. In one place. Which, according to Price, is... Ridiculous. You want me to call a meeting of the entire Deus group? Without any pretext? And Elliot basically is just like, figure it out. And in order to motivate Price, he brings up the fact... That not only have you been turning a blind eye to everything over the past few decades, but also they killed your daughter. Mic drop on Elliot's part that he knew Angela was Price's daughter. And I love Elliot's response to Price's visible shock. Like, what? You didn't think I looked into you too? And then Price just fully on the side of this is impossible, we're dead men walking, you can't do anything, blah, 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 he just leaves. He just walks out, and while Mr. Robot's saying, like, hey, like, what are you doing? He's walking away, we can't do any of this. And Elliot's like, nope, he's in. 
he wouldn't have uh, he wouldn't have let us live if he didn't want in. So Elliot is now dealing with the Susan Jacobs side of things, trying to figure out. Ah, oh, crap! I'm not sure if that hit. I- I'm not sure if that picked up on the mic, but one of uh, one of the posters in my apartment fell down. That's sad. It was a Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two one. I gotta. I gotta rehang that up. Oh well. Uh, <laughs> little distraction. Oh look, a bunny. Uh, <laughs> so Elliot's dealing with the Susan Jacobs side of things, and Price has to figure out a way to call a meeting of the Days Group. His response to that, his idea for figuring that out, is. Telling White Rose he's going to resign as CEO of E-Corp. And White Rose really pissed off about this. Because he slash she doesn't want anything to rock the boat. Doesn't want any ripples in the Deus group. Needs everything to move smoothly. Because his project's about to ship to the Congo. And Price is just like, I don't care. I want out. I'm done. This is my end point. You should be happy. You wanted me out. I'm out. You've won. And then just leaves. And then White Rose has this great moment where he has this, like, massive tree he was setting up. And his anger at Price just giving him the middle finger. He just, just throws it down. Like, just knocks it over. Like, it just, just, like, pulls it to the ground. It's... So, so good. But meanwhile, while Elliot is sort of running the Susan Jacobs thing in the background, he gets a call from Darlene saying, our mom just died. And from then on, this episode weirdly becomes a dark comedy? It's very bizarre. And I love it. Like, we're going through these these post-death proceedings with Elliot and Darlene for a mother that they both kind of despised, who is really crappy to them. And there's, like, these really, like, dark but hilarious moments where <laughs> the woman at the nursing home their mother was at is just like, Oh, she was such a great person. So nice to everyone. You must feel so blessed. And Elliot and Darlene, who suffered her abuses, were just like, Yeah. We're really broken up. Anyway, let's donate everything. (laughs) They rummage through uh, her things. They find Elliot's Walkman from when he was a kid. They find uh, a safe deposit box receipt. And Darlene really wants to go to the safe deposit box. Elliot doesn't. Elliot just wants everything to be over with so he can get back to the Deus Group stuff. But, like, he and Darlene get into, like, altercations throughout the episode. And then more on the dark humor front... 
Uh, Darlene is looking at, like, coffins and urns and all that. And is like, I don't know. I don't know what you wanted. Hey, don't look at me like that. We weren't close. We never had the this is what I want last wishes conversation, okay? The the dude just is just looking at her with, like, a blank stare on his face. Ellie comes in and is like, cremation. Wooden coffin. Cheapest urn. And then they leave. They have the argument on the on the subway platform. And then there, there's this dude in a snowman costume next to them who just turns his, like, condolences. And then just walks away. <laughs> like, it's weird. Like, this randomly became a dark comedy for a week. It's really bizarre. Uh, but Darlene convinces Elliot to go to the safe deposit box, which isn't there. Is just gone. Payment lapsed. They threw away her shit. Darlene, very pissed about this. Uh, she has another argument with Elliot that sort of branches out into, Why don't you care about Angela? Elliot kind of forced to confront the emotional wall he's put up around himself. For since Angela's death, basically. And they listen to the tape that their mother had on the Walkman. Which is a Mother's Day tape that Elliot, Darlene, and Angela made for Angela's mom. And and Darlene's like, why did she even have this? This wasn't for her. And Elliot's like, I don't know, maybe she wished it was for her. And they have this nice moment of, like, listening to this childhood innocence moment. And then... We're back at the funeral place, like, getting the ashes and all that. Uh, Elliot gets a call from Price saying, Hey, uh, we're good on the Deus Group meeting front. Uh, I've played my hand, now we wait. And Darlene shows up and is like, Hey, so, I saw your phone. Why you hacking Susan Jacobs? Why you looking into her? And Darlene confesses that she knew her. Not only did she knew her, she broke into her house. Not only did she break into her house, but she killed her. And Elliot just has this moment of shock and disbelief, like, what the hell? Why didn't you tell me? Uh, but then he sort of levels out and says, like, look, I I read what she did. I read the stuff about Washington Township. And there's sort of this, this sort of unspoken confirmation of, like, I get it. It makes sense. And then Elliot confides in Darlene that he's hacking Susan Jacobs because he's going after White Rose. Because she is about to murder both of them as soon as her project shifts to the Congo. And Darlene's like, okay, I'm in. Literally, don't tell me I'm not. Literally every hack you've ever done is because F Society helped you and we're the only ones that are left. So, I'm in. I've rigged the Signal app to uh, transmit GPS 
coordinates, so we always know where each other are. Also, man, like, I'm kind of shocked you said White Rose. Uh, the way you were acting strange, I kind of expected something with Fernando Vera. Wait, what? Yeah, I mean, I was kind of freaked out when he came to your apartment a couple months ago, but you said it wasn't anything to worry about, so I didn't worry about it. Wait, what? And Elliot has this confrontation with Mr. Robot, like, what the hell? Why didn't you tell me about Vera? Why didn't you tell me about Vera? Like, I I thought we were good. I thought we were trusting each other again. You want to go back to uh, wrestling for control? And Mr. Robot's like, look, Elliot. You gotta believe me. I didn't talk to Darlene. It w- that was not me. And it wasn't Elliot. Which means... There's a third persona... In Elliot's head. There's another personality somewhere in there. Who is... Wrestling for control the same way Mr. Robot was before. Ba ba ba. Meanwhile, by the way, I love the ending of the child and the mother. Like just sitting in this conference room and the mother being like, hey, not yet. We have to wait for the other one. And there's four chairs in the conference table of Elliot's head. One for the child, one for the mother, one for Mr. Robot, and one for who even knows. I I love that final scene. Meanwhile, Dom does the interview about Santiago where she confesses that Santiago was a double agent for a drug cartel. She fell in line with Dark Army and she fed them the cover story. She fed them the cover story, put all suspicion away from Dark Army, And then Dom called Janice and was like, I did it. And I'm pretty sure that this dude bought my story. Okay, how sure are you? Sure as I can be. 99.9%. And then she's like, okay. And then writes the dude's name down. Before another moment of dark comedy, just some old lady saying, I want this dog to be with me forever, and just slamming her dead dog on the counter of this taxidermy place. It's, oh my god, this seriously became a dark comedy. I don't know why, but it just did, and I'm here for it. Then, later on, Dom sees a news report that an FBI agent committed suicide. And that was the agent who just interviewed Dom. And who she just said she was 99.9% sure bought the story. 
And at this moment, she gets a text from Janice. 99.9% isn't good enough. Let's strive for 100. Dom, with a single number, just condemned a man to death. Fun! We're having fun in this final season of Mr. Robot. (laughs) Nothing tragic at all. Uh, So yeah. The chess pieces are being set. We now know the name of this conglomerate. Uh, This shadowy organization that White Rose is running. We now know there's a third persona. We now know that Dom is... Well, we already knew that Dom was screwed, but we now know she's extra screwed. Like, chess pieces are getting set up for... Something. Something I won't talk about. At least, not yet. Oh boy, I can't wait till this thing kicks off and I can tell, I can talk about the major (laughs) events of this season because, oh boy, you ain't seen nothing yet. Uh, If you like this, favorite the podcast, anchor.fm slash TV archives, so you can be here every single Monday through Friday as we go through every single episode of this and other shows. And you can find it on pretty much wherever podcatcher app you prefer, feel free to call in as well. It's simple as just a push of a button on the Anchor app. I'll play those on the show from time to time if you feel so inclined to send those in. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram, TomTom4468, and support the show. Patreon.com slash Thomas Clark, pledge just a dollar a month. I appreciate everything I get through there. Or, if that doesn't work for you, you can also support the show directly by Anchor. I appreciate that as well. Tomorrow we will be discussing Season 4, Episode 3. Talk to you then.